0: Welcome back to Gossipin', the podcast where we gossip. While we sip, it's your girl, Jeanette. And this week, we have a very exciting episode for you guys. We have a special guest by the name of Carlos Mendoza. He handles a TikTok account, mostly has male-dominant content. So tonight, we're going to learn a lot more about the male anatomy. So welcome, Carlos. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We're going to run through our drinks. If you do have a beverage, feel free to let us know what you're drinking. Um,
1: I am drinking a mimosa for... You know, two reasons. One, the bottle of champagne was left unopened or opened, and I don't want the fizz to go away, so I have to drink it. And two, you know, orange juice is just good for the immune system. We're talking about health. So I just feel like this is the perfect mix for (laughs) this week's episode.
0: Amazing.
2: What's up, everyone? So I'm a pretty straight shooter here. And I'm sure Carlos will inform us on how men can also become straight shooters. Wink, wink. So um, (laughs) I am drinking tonight a vodka water, you know, because nice and pure and it gets the job done. So that's that's it for me. I'm being a baby.
3: Basic bitch and I'm drinking Sauvignon Blanc because I'm an old suburban woman living in the suburbs. So that's where I'm at with my life. I am drinking a vodka soda, but I was fun with it and I put it in my tea cup
4: bottle thing. So it looks fancy, but I'm actually just drinking a vodka
0: soda. So let the games be good. Fascinating. Okay. Well, I'm just like Jocelyn drinking some white wine. I wanted to take it slow, you know, really like ease into the conversation. So no straight shooting as of yet. And Carlos, how about you? What you got with you tonight?
5: Um, I didn't know we were all drinking. I would have gotten my whiskey, <laughs> but um, I'm I- sorry. Dragonberry. Carlos Python. is like it's
1: a weeknight, so I'm being
0: responsible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to start with the male body. We have mm. a special guest who is a man, and we are all ladies. So Carlos, tell us a little bit about the penis. Let's let's start let's start with something simple. Size, right? Different colors, different sizes, different shapes. We have the half moon shape, right? Or the crescent moon. And then we have a regular penis. Can you run us through what all these different size shapes mean? What does it mean for a guy? What does it mean for a girl? And yeah, if we have any questions, we'll definitely jump in.
5: Yeah, so um, with regards to, let's start with shape. Um, you're talking about whether or not it has a curve, right? Um, I made uh, several videos on the curve to a penis and whether or not, like why it exists and um, whether or not masturbating can cause you to have a curve. And um, there's a couple of different reasons. Um, there's a disease that can cause it, which basically um, happens where you get scar tissue and the scar tissue makes it so that the there's a curve to the penis okay um and there's a natural curve that can occur because what happens is if the internal tissue grows longer than the external tissue uh, Mm -hmm. so imagine if you have like um two sheets of paper outside of each other right like two columns right. outside of each other if one side is longer but the inside is shorter what will happen is it'll pull on it and give it a curve Ooh. right so that's something that can just happen naturally um whether or not masturbating causes a curve to the penis is really ambiguous i've read a lot of different things about it but the idea is that so whenever you use like a muscle not muscle but like whenever you're using tissue you can like damage the tissue enough right right and that damage to the tissue can cause scarring. And that scarring is what can leave it with the curve.
0: Interesting. So TMI or maybe not, I was once with a man who had a crescent moon penis. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a, a, an actual term for it? I don't want to, I don't know what to call it. Just a curved penis. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <laughs> now, is, I don't want to <laughs> offend saying, any men out there. I don't want to say the penis. They should be honored that we have a nice name
3: for it. It's a crescent right. moon penis. It's, I feel like it's, it's going to tell me my horoscope. No, yeah, is. exactly. It's like a little charm.
0: Now, <laughs> for me, it wasn't like, wow, the best sex of my life. So if there are any guys out there listening, do you have any special tips for the curved penis? And can the curve occur in different directions? Can it be left, right, up, down? Or is it is, is there a usual just left
5: curve? Make it can occur in any direction okay um like i said it all depends on um several things if you have a disease that causes scar tissue it can happen at any angle um if you have a you know if you're just naturally just genetically one side the internal tissue grows longer or shorter it can happen it can happen in any direction with regards to tips in terms of um what to do depending on your direction i made a couple videos on it but the idea is that you need to know a little bit about female anatomy and what you're trying to achieve during intercourse is that ideally you'd like to hit either the G spot or the A spot. Um, There's an A spot? <laughs> wait, <laughs>
3: I've never
4: heard of that one. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm, a gr-
3: I'm a woman and I don't know what the A spot is. Is that like a spot that's in the anus? Uh, no. <laughs> oh
0: my God,
3: I have so much He's to there. learn. Um,
0: <laughs> here so- we here we were thinking we were going to learn about the male counterparts, but you know, I tell guess. Tell <laughs> me, tell me, Carlos. Yes, tell do me. tell
5: Carlos. Um Yeah, that's, that's why I cover both of in- them. Because I feel like you need to know both. Surprisingly, I actually have more female viewers than male um, male viewers in terms of followers. Because so, we're
1: trying to learn
3: about we want men. to be educated. We want to know what's happening with the men.
2: And men think they know everything. They're like, oh, "This is also true. This is fine, I know what to do with it."
5: Yeah. So, um, the a spot. So the g spot is two to three centimeters from the entrance, and um, it's on the roof of the vaginal canal. So it's towards towards the pelvis. Got and it. So far, so good. <laughs> is just um same on the roof but deeper uh more towards closer to the cervix
2: mm. so, mine
1: okay
5: wait uh,
2: so this is my drawing um, <laughs> <laughs> it, is it like near the clit or am i like off base here
3: so,
4: no he um, said it's, it's
2: inside it's inside is your
3: g-spot on your clit and you didn't yeah. and That's no, what's happening
2: here? I, i'm not asking you carlos
3: <laughs> here, <yeah. laughs>
5: so i think it's easier to think of it like a tube Okay. okay. So if, if this is the entrance, uh-huh. the G-spot right. would be on the roof two to three centimeters in, whereas the A-spot would be on the roof um, about five to eight centimeters in. So
1: that's like the final level, like the G-spot's level one, and then you pass that. And, and the A-spot spot is like, oh my god, it's the sure. boss
3: level. You fucking won. Oh my god, I just learned so much in five minutes. I didn't know that.
4: Does it depend on size? Like, is it a certain size is more likely to reach
5: the A spot? Well, it's, it's difficult to talk about size because the vaginal canal itself varies in size, mm-hmm. um, how how deep it is. And actually, women, um, their vaginal canal, when they're aroused, will elongate and grow deeper, Um, just like men like will elongate and grow deeper. So on average, uh, most women have a vaginal canal that's like around... Uh, five, six centimeters, I mean, not centimeters, inches um, deep, um, but it can, you know, it'll it'll be shorter when you're not aroused and like longer when you are aroused. Um, so that wall, like when they say G-spot or A-spot, it's not really a spot. It's more like a zone of innervation. So the G-spot gets um, pelvic and clitoral innervation. That's why it like feels good because you're essentially like trigging the clitoral area when you hit it um, and similar to the A-spot. So it's more of a zone. Um, So generally when I give advice or when I talk about these things, i kind of just say stick to the roof try to hit the roof um the roof so- is on raise fire. The roof. <laughs> so the fire is going to the-
3: the gonna be taken out by squirting if you hit it right oh
0: yeah. man <laughs> Carlos so is welcome. like I should have definitely gotten the whiskey <laughs> He
3: said, guys give me one second we're about to, to take you it. on a ride Carlos because this is mm. gonna get wild I can see That's it now
5: really fun I mean I'm just happy to be able to talk on a platform where I'm not so heavily censored we can curse you can, curse. We,
3: you yeah, can yeah, say you can whatever you want whatever you want we're not well, I, think, I actually all.
1: have a question that isn't sex related because you made a comment about how like women you have more women viewers right so mm-hmm. do you feel I mean you're a man you're studying this field do Do you feel like men take less responsibility for their health overall as like than women or do you not see that as the case
5: so um that's a good question and uh before i get to it i just wanted to like have one note Mm -hmm. um looping back to what we were talking about before so with regards to people that have a curve and depending on the direction of your curve um you want to choose a position where you're hitting the roof so if you have an upward Perfect. curve, if you have an upward curve, right, you want to, you can pretty much, you want her, she could be on her back and you're, you're going to hit the roof, right? Or she can be on top, she, you're going to hit the roof. If you have a sideways curve, you want to be a little more sideways, right? So that's towards the roof, right? So um, depending on what your curve is and what you're doing, you, that's your goal. Um, and you want to do positions that work your goal you also want to communicate with your partner and whatever positions are comfortable with her the more comfortable she is the more pleasure it's going to be for both of you guys
0: should have known this back in college when I was with the crescent moon man um mm-hmm. thank you for that I appreciate that uh and yeah in regards to the Amanda was talking about the audience and that you know do you think men take more accountability for their hygiene or or, or women do and and honestly I don't know if you can actually see that reflect through your followers but maybe just in your experience in the Field,
5: yeah, so um, I don't know necessarily about the word accountability, um, but I do you can swap it out. The (laughs) reason why I do what I do is because I feel like there's tons and tons of female help, uh, creators, um, resources, um, just it's all out there, right? Yeah, there's something on, especially on TikTok. I don't feel like it's as much for men. Um, and one of the most surprising things that I've encountered was just boys not knowing that they need to clean under their foreskin. Uh, which that's important. I feel like I feel like I was never taught in school. Or was it never came up in sex ed or by like
0: a parent or something? Yeah, yeah, but
5: but like a parent, you know, would tell me. And if you don't have a parent, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have with your kid. um. So I think it's just not necessarily accountability, but just a lack of knowledge, gotcha, a lack okay. of resources that leads to men, um, not knowing as much.
2: Yeah, and I think it's also interesting because I like I talked to I said earlier, like I feel like guys act like they're better than to ask these questions, like they know all this stuff, and sometimes it's I don't know if it's hard for them to ask or what but it's definitely interesting to see content like the one like the stuff that you put out even us you know we find both sides interesting i have a this is kind of a funny question but i've always wondered it so you seem like the man to ask why why when guys get hit in the nuts the balls you know and if and and their penis Do they act like they just got shot? What makes it so, (laughs) why does it hurt them so much? What happens? What is the pain like? And, you know, give me a rundown of that. I've always wondered.
5: Um, So great question. Uh, Just to touch back to the thing that you said before with regards to men are afraid to ask. Um, So what I feel like the culture that exists right now, it's where um, men are expected to have a lot of sex and women aren't. So a man asking questions about sex means he doesn't know and it looks bad bad on him. Mm. Whereas a woman asking questions about sex means she's not having sex and that's viewed positively. Mm. Um, Obviously, I don't agree with these overarching themes that exist in our culture today but that's generally the idea right men are getting their knowledge about sex from pornography which is something that i really try to deter them from um because most women don't like being having sex like they're a porn star um or they'll try to they'll they'll train their partners men um to have sex like porn stars because there's that's so they're so used to and they've trained their brains into like that's what arouses me so they want that in real life i also talk a lot about how um we get we train our brain to arousal when we watch a lot of porn and basically what happens is we can become desensitized to real life simulation so i get a lot a lot of dms from guys saying why can i get hard at home but i can't get hard for my girlfriend or why do i struggle to get aroused for her but like i have no problem by myself and um what i talk about a lot with that is it's kind of the idea of like you know if you masturbate every day watching porn you're constantly hitting that dopamine right it's like a it's like an addict right and you need more and more and studies looking at pornography um users and watchers they'll typically start with very mild pornography like you know just a guy and girl or whatever and then um the more pornography they watch they need to get to more hardcore or weird pornography to get Antical the feeling tentacle yeah <laughs> And uh, it's very similar to a drug, right? When you start off, you need a very small dose, but you build a tolerance and you need a more drastic, higher dose to wow. get that same feeling, right? That's very interesting. Well, mm-hmm.
1: sex is an addiction, right? So like that would make sense that it acts the same.
5: if mm-hmm. you're just, you're hitting pleasure centers, right? Also disclaimer, I, I should have said this in the beginning. I'm not a doctor, medical student, <laughs> not an expert. There's nothing I'll say here. Well, now. you
1: know more than us,
3: so...
0: <laughs> Yeah, um, I've learned a
3: lot. That's and all we need. Much more qualified than the rest of us. We're all like comms and advertising people and you're actually going to medical school. So you're,
0: you're doing something with your life, right? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. No. You're um, helping out the
5: youth. Not giving medical advice is just conversation. Yes, um, just
0: conversation. Entertainment purposes only, children.
5: touch so <laughs> touching back on what you were asking before, Natalie. Um, do you mind just repeating the question? I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. So just guys getting hit in getting hit in the balls or I always thought it was their penis and then later on I found out that it's actually their balls that hurts when they get hit. Mm -hmm. What is the reasoning behind that? Because you know, they're yellers and they really, (laughs) it really seems like it does not feel good on their end. So, I would love to because when we get, I mean, not that I'm getting casually kicked in the vagina all the time, but like (laughs) if that happens, it doesn't hurt me
3: or even putting being punched in the boob. Like, it doesn't feel bad as I feel like in
0: movies, they always portray. I'm thinking of the episode like a friend's where their surrogate was having the kids and she looks at Chandler and she says, now would be a good time to punch in the nuts and see what hurts more like they always almost compare getting hit in in the nuts or the crotch area to the pain that a woman goes through birth and obviously i mean i don't know that science has been able to prove one or the other but it's a great i mean i'd love to know i'm assuming it's because all their nerve endings are over there maybe like Mm -hmm. it's real sensitive
5: yeah so um let's think about why it hurts right so when i when i try to like learn the body or whenever i try to memorize something i try to think about why it exists right So evolutionarily, right, um, places that are very important are covered. So our heart, our lungs, that's covered with a rib cage, right? Our brain covered with a skull, right? These places are very important. We don't want to get hit there. These organs cannot get damaged or die. Um, The testicles, they have to be external because our internal body temperature is too high to make sperm. So it's external and it's self-regulating, right? When it's um, warm outside, they'll droop, right, to get cooler. When it's cold outside, it'll get closer to the body to get warmer. This whole mechanism is just to keep sperm at an optimal temperature, because if it's not, then it won't be made. So what's important about testicles? It's a reproductive organ, right? And what's a good way to make sure that you take care of that when you can't engage it? You heavily innervate it, right? Evolutionarily, right? So that if you get hit there, it hurts a lot. That's a good learning mechanism to make sure that this this thing makes sure not to get hit there. So with regards to the innervation, um, like I said before, it's it's really innervated. There's also something called referred pain. So have you ever heard of when somebody has a heart attack? Um, they'll get a shooting pain. On their arm or on their jaw, yes. Right? yes. So, you, you have something called referred pain with um visceral organs, and basically, nerves um they they travel together. So, when you're when you get hit in the testicles, you feel it all the way up to your stomach, right? That's because you have nerves that are traveling there, they're traveling together with nerves that are innervating your stomach, and you'll feel that referred pain all the way to your stomach. And it makes sense that it hurts a lot because it's heavily innervated. And we don't want to get hit there because damage to there means we're not reproducing. And if we're not reproducing, then what's the point of us biologically? Um, with regards to comparison from that to childbirth, I think it's a silly thing to compare because um, pain is very subjective. But my, like take, my, my, <laughs> my take on the whole thing, um, I've done my uh, obstetrics and gynecology rotation. So I spent a, a several weeks training with, uh, um, you know, helping seeing cesareans, seeing deliveries, all that stuff, helping out with those patients and um, a childbirth is very long. It's very long, painful. Not necessarily, I mean, it's very painful and you're, you're given, you know, drugs to help with it, but it can last like two days. (laughs) I think I think it's two to three days. I think it's ridiculous to compare childbirth to getting hit in the nuts, which, um, that's, it's excruciating pain to get hit in the balls. It, get, it goes away. <laughs> Whereas right. childbirth-,
1: childbirth no, this childbirth- is like it lasts 30 seconds. Childbirth yeah. lasts 30 hours. No epidural needed for
0: the nuts. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It goes away. And, um, childbirth, you're not just feeling pain throughout the entire process, but then in the recovery as well, right?
0: Very, very good point. I wanted to ask you something um, in regards to foreskin, because you touched on it briefly. And I think as women, and I don't know if I speak for the girls here, but as women, I mean, I don't know. I've had both. I've had foreskin, no foreskin, right? So yeah, uh, either or I personally do not have a preference. Um, but I will say, you know, when I was with men that had foreskin, um, at least the ones I was with, they knew how to clean it. Let's get scientific about it though, right? Aside from cleaning, which we know cleaning is important, right? You probably wanna just like you brush your teeth, you probably wanna clean your genitals, right? For both sexes. But in America, I think I don't know if there's other countries that this is like normalized, but I know for a fact uh, that it's very common to remove the foreskin here. Mm -hmm. I think in Latin America, it's not that common or it's not enforced. I don't think it's as
1: common. I mean, speaking from like the weird amount I know about my male family members and when they talk about it, I'm like. Right.
0: (laughs) Or even in Europe, uh, you know, your girl's known a couple of people. um, (laughs) She's been around the world. (laughs) Forget around the block. (laughs) I don't know know about Asia, but I would assume it's similar. Um, Why is it that we still kind of encourage this practice? um, And is there a better or worse? I've been told by men that have their foreskin that, I guess like sex is more pleasurable or better. But I've then I'm like, too, how, that, like how like how orgasms you know, are more intense. If you could tell us, you know, why is it an American like a Western thing? Why is it so encouraged here in, in America?
5: Yeah. So um there's a bunch of reasons why people get circumcisions. Um, I mean there's religious reasons. Um, that's very popular, and that's something that's just in their practice. They've been doing it forever. There's also cultural reasons, um, whether or not they want to do it. That has a huge impact in medicine, Um, on people's cultural backgrounds and their beliefs, and you kind of have to frame things around them. Um, Why is it so popular in America? I'm not quite sure. Um, I mean, there's an overwhelming belief from people that a circumcision will prevent infections, make things cleaner, just prevent complications in the future. Um, Even though the research isn't really um, there for that, uh, I've I've read about this a lot. And, you know, there's it's guys getting UTIs in general. Uh, Guys don't really get UTIs. Um, That's because we have a longer urethra. And um, so the bacteria takes a longer time to get to like to travel. Right? So we're not getting UTIs as often. And if a guy does get a UTI, that's usually a sign of a bigger problem that's occurring, especially in elderly populations. It's usually a sign that they're not taking care of themselves. So people think that it prevents UTIs. People think that it, it prevents um, SCDs. um That's also not very true. Um, the only thing that's going to prevent SCDs is um, to protect, protect yourself during sex. Having foreskin or not having foreskin isn't going to protect you. Um, people think that it's cleaner. The thing is about it being cleaner is if you wash yourself and you take care of yourself, there's no difference. But But if you're not circumcised and you don't wash yourself, then you're not going to be as clean. So maybe there's an overwhelming belief from people that you know I don't boys are dirty. I don't trust him to clean himself. So let's give him a circumcision. Not as hygienic. What's my take on a circumcision? The difference between being circumcised and not being circumcised is you have your foreskin cut off. Um, Fun fact I didn't know this: gynecologists um, are actually the ones that do the circumcision after they deliver the baby. If the parents decide they want a circumcision, they'll um, they'll take the baby to another room and they'll like a, a day or a few days after I forget. Uh, but basically what, about when what they're
3: older, like older people who do it. I don't know. Yeah, like
0: as a kid. I don't think they do it as kids. I think
3: they do I've, it. As babies. I knew someone who they ended up getting circumcised at like 20 like oh. older now like they they chose it electively yeah because i like they claimed they were having issues and and things like that so they ended up their doctor recommended they get circumcised snip snip
5: and they were like 20 yeah so there's something called phimosis, which is basically uh a condition where your foreskin is too tight on your penis and you can't roll it back um so that would be a case where people would have the thing is When you're little, when you're a kid, um, your foreskin doesn't detach from the head of your penis until you're a few years. So you're not able to roll it back. It's actually attached and then eventually it'll be able to roll back um, until you're a little bit older. Sometimes it ranges a little bit later for some people. So doctors usually won't intervene then. Another thing that could happen with people that have um, foreskin is there's something called the frenulum, which is basically where the foreskin attaches to the head of the penis. It's on the bottom. If you want to think about it, think about the thing that on the bottom of your tongue that attaches it to the bottom.
0: Yes. Okay.
5: So what can happen with people uh, that have sex and it's dry and they're tugging on it is they tear their frenulum which can be painful. Yikes. And the problem is when it heals, it heals with scar tissue, which is weaker. So they'll just keep tearing it over and over again, which that could be a reason why um, people get a circumcision. Um, but the thing, is, uh, so let's talk about sensitive versus not sensitive uh, or if the sex is better. Uh, yes, so we all want to you, know. <laughs> if you think about it logically, right? Um, think about skin that is constantly touching things versus skin that isn't touching things often. So let's think about the skin on your bottom. Um a skin like um on your feet maybe yeah like your hands and your feet are very rough right they're very rough because they're rubbing against things all the time but like if there's you have soft spots of skin like the inside of your fingers or stuff like that that aren't very rough because they're not touching things so a circumcised penis is constantly rubbing against clothes so there's idea that it gets desensitized to touch so you don't feel as much whereas Mm. an uncircumcised penis Um, it's always covered right so when it comes out it's super sensitive and very like um, ready to party the sex feels better
0: gotcha okay awesome thank you so much for that explanation i did Mm -hmm. not know that
5: so just quickly uh when it comes to hygiene no real difference as long as you clean yourself when it comes to scds there's no real evidence saying that it prevents the cds sensitive versus not sensitive um uncircumcised guys tend to be a little more sensitive
0: wow you heard it here first
5: there's also <laughs> complications that can occur with the circumcision right yeah. so there's times where um you know the circumcision is done inappropriately and accidentally like, the head of the penis is snipped and any surgery not snipped off but like <laughs>
1: it's, not- it's like no, not a little know. bit oh, i know how like, you freaked out
5: well, the the way they do it is um, so they'll so this is this is the penis. They'll like they'll clamp it with something, and then they'll put a bell over the head in between the foreskin, and then that makes it so that when you cut it, you're only cutting the foreskin, not that of the penis. Oh,
0: like a bowl cut, like when you go yeah. and get a bowl cut.
5: Mm-hmm. And there's always a risk of infection with any surgery, so.
3: boy <laughs> I'm uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> I have a quick question. So I know you have a lot of people that like reach out to you based on your videos and stuff like that. So. What's like the number one question you get from guys, like whether it's DMs, comments, whatever. And then the number one question you get from girls, like just to put the information out there and, and let us know what people are wondering.
5: Uh, what's the number one question from guys? um, When will I grow or how to grow, how to get bigger? Oh,
2: oh my God. And
1: then are
5: there,
0: w- there are ways-, ways
1: to do that
5: naturally, right? Like
0: a penis pump. You can pump your penis, right? But that's, uh, that's <laughs> the only way I know. So, <laughs>
5: so with regards to how to get bigger, I cover this a lot with guys. Um, the only effective way to make sure that you're getting bigger is to be healthy, um, not smoke, exercise, lose weight, because um, it's it's blood flow, right? So if you're doing things that hampers blood flow, you're going to hamper your, your growth. Um, so that's the only real effective ways of getting bigger. The penis pump and something called jelking. Do you guys know jelking?
2: I've heard it. No. Yeah. I've never what heard of jelking. That? No, but it doesn't sound like I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. Tell us.
5: Have you guys ever seen um, one of those medieval torture devices where they tie someone up and they. Oh, and they stretch them? you? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The idea behind jelking is you attach a device to your penis to stretch it, and slowly over time, you're stretching it, stretching and stretching it, and that'll make it grow. Oh my um, God. This is like really bad uh so the problem with it and the penis pump as well the penis pump if you're somebody that has a dysfunction and you're using it to try to combat that then maybe but it's not going to help you grow longer than you already are and if you're using it to grow longer the problem with stretching tissue is that you're damaging it and when you're damaging tissue you're you're stretching it but you can make it more matter i put it you can make it so that it's longer but you're going to have a harder time getting hard because you're not as strong yeah Oh, and some people even after joking um, for extended periods of time lost their ability to get erections wow no. well.
1: oh my gosh that's horrible and yeah no one wants I a long limp offer a penis. couple more <laughs> centimeters it's not worth it guys
3: so no. what do you so what do you do when you and maybe this is like i don't know if other if other people have also thought about this like what if you
5: do what do you do if you can
3: can no longer get erect like are there other things you can do in
5: sex like you how does just, that work see your doctor Right. Not being able to get erect is a huge sign of cardiovascular disease, mm-hmm. um, of, hyperli- of having high cholesterol. Um, there's a bunch of different reasons why you're not getting erect. So there's psychological reasons, um, like if you're having um, performance anxiety, um, if there is medical reasons. So if you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, certain things like that. So regardless of the reason, you definitely see your doctor if you're not getting erect. Mm-hmm. There's also um, medications that can make it difficult for you to get erect. Some like antidepressants, um, um, some certain ADHD medications, things like that. Um, Antipsychotics can make it difficult too. So there's a bunch of different reasons. So what can you do to help with erections? Depends on the reason.
4: This is not male related, but is there also the female side to it of like not being able to get wet for certain reasons? Like this is a total TMI. Well, I know vaginism-
1: um, vaginismus is like a thing yeah. for like, women. I had, who are like I had
4: a friend who she literally was on a certain birth control and it like completely, she could not do it. But then her doctor told her there was all mental and it was really interesting, interesting the way she was talking about it. So I, I always wondered, I'm like, is that true? Like, can you what, sort of what you're saying about men? Like, is it similar for women too?
5: Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different reasons why a woman won't get wet. So if she's on birth control, right? Uh, what controls whether or not you, hormonally is what's controlling um, whether or not you get wet. Also, if you're dehydrated, right? So certain things can throw you off uh, if you're on antidepressants that'll lower your libido. Um, so that'll make it more difficult for you to get into it. And if you're not into it, you're not going to get wet. Um, so yeah, there's, depending on the reason is what you can do to counteract it. So if you're having trouble in bed or not getting wet, or you feel pain during intercourse, um, definitely see your doctor. Really
2: quick. Can you let us know what the number one question is you get from
5: girls? So, um, a big question I get from girls is, um, what, like, what do I do if my boyfriend's watching porn or if he's like having trouble, um, getting hard for me? Or another big question I get is uh, asking about bleeding after intercourse.
2: Oh, snap. And By the
5: way, I never, whenever somebody private messages me or DMs me a question, I never answer it. um, Just because I feel like uh, uh, if I am going to answer a question, I'll do it in a video form. I was like, I'm just trying to educate. I just feel like when I'm answering people private messaging me, I'm giving them medical advice.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Okay. Um, It's a slippery slope. Yeah. I, I feel uncomfortable doing that. Also, like, I feel uncomfortable, like, giving advice as not being a doctor and also without knowing the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I've gotten some pretty funny emails uh, from like moms, <laughs> from parents. Um, oh,
0: <laughs> can you share one anonymously? Obviously. Are they mad?
5: I got one. Uh, I've, I got one that I swear to God, it had to have been fake. I mean, I, <laughs> it was so long and thorough and like everything <laughs> about it. It was his mom saying, like, how her 12-year-old son has, like, a bigger penis than his father. And she's worried that he has, like, a tumor that's, like, doing something. She's, like, it's not normal. It's, like, so big. And, like, when it gets hard, I get uncomfortable. Like, I'm, like, and she's, like, is this normal? And I was just, like.
0: First of all, how does she know this? Oh, my God. That has to be fake. There's no way.
5: It was just so long and detailed that I was, like, who's going to go out of their way to, like.
0: Someone was like, should I, I call CPS you. right now?
2: No, Someone was definitely like, go see you. a doctor, ma'am. Please stop, get, <laughs> get off TikTok and take your son. Get to off doctor. TikTok and go to she the doctor. She was gym. probably
0: like, listen, dad's only six and my, my son is 12. How do I help him? <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Somebody was definitely pranking you.
3: Okay, so my question was, and I don't, this is probably, this is me just being ignorant. I really don't know. So women have like the OBGYN do men have like a specific doctor they go to for like their sexual health or do they just like see like a primary care doctor like i've always been curious like what kind of doctor do you go to if you're having like penis problems or like
5: well a primary care doctor can take care of you okay um completely and if you're having very complicated issues they can refer you to a urologist
3: okay and a urologist that's that's like the men's specialist. um
5: they do men and women Okay. specialize in like the kidneys the urethra got stuff. it
3: got mm-hmm. it i you can tell i know nothing about the sciences i, I took know. like i took like like bio no not bio. like marine science as an elective so she can mm-hmm. tell you about a dolphin's dick but she can't I tell, I can tell you <laughs> about like dolphins i took like geology classes like where they like let you like lick a rock or whatever to taste like the difference like <laughs> what like those are the classes it's i regard- took <laughs> I took. I didn't take like anatomy. Let me look at a rock to see the difference. Well, you look anyway. Well, they
0: definitely don't let you lick anything in anatomy.
5: Dolphins are one of the only animals that, other than us, that have sex for pleasure. I
0: did know that. I knew, that. Oh, I knew. I, knew that. I love dolphins. I saw a they documentary sex recently. Sex for pleasure? Wow. Mm-hmm. I also bad. heard dolphins
2: were gay. We don't have to get into that, but
0: I would just excuse me. I heard that. <laughs> I saw. I saw a documentary where they they um they play around with puffer fish so they can get high
5: yeah and i was they're very like, smart I... dolphins are very smart dolphins
3: Honestly. are just out there living their lives like why aren't you messing with them has anyone seen like the worst why are you messing with the dolphins they're out there trying
0: to get high and get laid like... they are and speaking of blue like the ocean carlos do balls actually get blue and now not that i haven't seen balls before in my life because i have um, i've seen a few but I've never actually seen them blue. Blue. So, yeah. is it the shade? Like, are air-skinned men more likely to have like more of a royal blue? versus maybe maybe i've maybe the skin types i'm with are, are a little too dark and i can't so see like the a blue <laughs> yeah. No but maybe. does it
2: actually i've also heard that like getting blue balls like they've told me this boys have told me this so i don't know if this is true but that it like will affect their health or whatever if they get blue balls or something and they need mm-hmm. to have sex maybe that's were, them uh,
1: wanting to get you yeah i've right. also that's heard that it's not truly did it
2: work
0: that's what i'm thinking you?
2: hell no i was going and, to sleep
1: but,
0: well,
2: but can uh, girls Carlos, get yes. blue
0: lip or blue blue pus. I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. Um, tell us about the blue. <laughs> yes, I'd love to know. Blue
5: balls um, is can also be referred to as epididymal hypertension. So epididymis is like uh, some vessels you have there um, in your balls, and um, it's like a structure that's involved in you know sperm. And uh, what happens is that you get engorged there and. Whenever you release, every, all these vessels dilate and relax, and everything goes back to normal. But if you don't release, um, the, it can be engorged with blood, and this can be uncomfortable. Um, but it goes away. Whether or not this is an excruciating pain, um, if it's excruciating, you should see your doctor. On um, that, uh, if you, if that's a blue, him problem. If your blue balls, <laughs> you should definitely see your doctor. Because um, that's not that's not normal for you. Just because you don't release, you have excruciating pain in your testicles. So, what's why is it blue? Um, because it's engorged with blood, right? And um and that engorgement can give it a hue of blue. So, with regards to women, there's something called blue vulva. Um, just like how we have erectile tissue in the shaft of our penis, women have erectile tissue in their in their vulva in the, in the lips, right? So, when it gets engorged with blood it, during sex and arousal, um the lips and everything will become larger and it don't get engorged um so similarly you can get something where it's getting engorged blood and it's a shade of blue
0: interesting speaking about balls and you know the penis is great but i kind of see the penis as beyonce and the balls as the backup dancers right now it's a great show if Beyonce's there by herself, but it enough. definitely, thank you. It definitely adds to the show. If you have some backup dancers in the back, just hitting every note again, because I've been misled by men several times in my life. Does <laughs> sucking on the balls or does playing with the balls, does that do anything for guys or are the balls just, is their only job just carrying the semen and making sure the temperature is right for them? Or do the balls actually have uh, like, like sensitive pleasure points uh, that men also enjoy from the balls. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Are they just there? like what's what's the deal with the balls?
5: <laughs> yes, So when it comes to pleasure um, during sex, there's two components to it. There's a physical component to it. So like you're hitting a pleasure center. and then there's also a psychological component to it. So um there's definitely arousal from it that's their their kink. If they find you attractive doing that, then they're gonna get aroused from it. Uh, with regards to the physical component, uh, we have erogenous zones. All of us, we all have erogenous zones, so like the nipples, neck, arm, inner thighs, clitoris, all those areas. Um So the testicles could be considered one. So there's a couple of different reasons why that could be pleasurable. What about the gotcha. gooch?
3: Is that a real thing? I've met several men that are like, "Ah, I like my gooch," and I'm like, "Does it really feel good, or is this like a kink, like a psychological thing?"
0: And she means the the. Oh, this this between... isn't a medical
3: word. I just no, this. it's if not. He doesn't know not. what. It you I feel
1: like he would know he what is.
2: this <laughs> Explain. I'm All sure he's perineum. fine. Oh, the perineum. Oh, okay. so it's not the gooch.
3: I've always but called it the like, ABC. Oh, that thing. I'm sure he's doing so what trying it was, like balls
2: or testicles. But that's like, oh, in point.
0: case you don't know, it's this part. Of I, it. know you, I, just, I just call it the ABC, the ass ball connector. No?
5: Or the um, gooch. I made a video on it and I heard some amazing names for it. Somebody called it the jungle bridge. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Um, yes.
5: So, yeah, Definitely. Uh, that's called the p-spot like so uh, female have a g-spot men have a p-spot we're going through the
0: whole alphabet
5: it's called the p-spot because of the prostate so our our prostate is uh innervated where you it can be stimulated and feel pleasure there's two ways to access it so you can access it by pressing on the gooch or the perineum um the second way to access it would be through the anus and that's the pleasure that people get From anal um,
1: sex. Okay, I have a question about the prostate. Why is it that, like, after having some sort, like, removing the prostate or something like that, you could have erectile dysfunction or have issues getting hard? Because I've like read that that could be an issue. Like, if you remove it or if you do anything happens to the prostate, it's a problem. But like, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I I didn't know until I like read about it.
5: It, uh, It surrounds the urethra, so I imagine any surgery removing it can cause damage to tissues in the area. So that can make it
0: to get hard. In regards to the P-spot being in the perineum. <laughs>
3: you learned so many new words. I'm going to start calling it I'm going to start calling it the perineum.
0: The perineum. You want me to rub the also...
2: perineum, baby?
0: <laughs> get up in your perineum. I've also uh, heard not only from your content, but you know, again, from just internet movies, whatever, that the male G-spot, can be found in the anus. The female G-spot is inside of the vagina, right? Now, did I understand correctly, the male P-spot is both in the perineum and in the anus, or are they two separate spots? Most men, honestly, that I've been with are not about the butt stuff. But can you stimulate the butt, like the anus, and then can men come from that, or do men also need... It's penis stimulation. Do they need it all? You know, or is can it just is there a magic button up there that we could just like and then, you know, have a great time.
5: In the gooch. So like I said, <laughs> the P spot is just about hitting the prostate. And there's two ways you can do that through the anus. Um or by hitting the perineum. Oh man, I had the funniest comment on that video. Someone was like, if you hit both, does it take a screenshot? <laughs> <laughs> uh so whether or not a guy can orgasm just from hitting the B spot, it depends on the individual i'm sure there's people that can or if they need um it really depends on the individual some people can have an orgasm without touching anything just thinking about it
3: oh my god really like they're like i've had an orgasm just from like kissing and and like being like rubbed up on oh. like you have don't you? need to individual. yeah you don't need you to, lucky like, girl if you're like if i'm really 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 into you you don't i don't need to be penetrated to like get off
2: wait i, I have like, one final thing like mm-hmm. for me I know there's some girls that are like, oh, I've never orgasmed. I'm never going to, like, it's just not for me, blah, blah. Are they just with the wrong man? Or can girls really sometimes not? Or is it just a lot harder for them? I know you keep saying it just depends on the person, but like, could there be possibly never happened to them?
5: Yeah, so this is why I talk a lot about size and whether or not size matters. Most women, um, depending on what study you read, 50 to 75% of women, don't orgasm from penetration alone and they need most women can only orgasm from clitoral stimulation uh so that so the idea that you're not big enough or you're not hitting it right or whatever like things like that uh just has very little to do it just has very little to do with penetration a good proportion of the time most women can only orgasm from clitoral stimulation which is why i make videos telling guys like don't ignore the clit. It's like most important you know but don't do we know it.
1: why women can't or most women have issues like orgasming through the the, the g-spot like is the, do we know why that is
5: uh there's a bunch there's it's just not as it's not as sensitive and not as as um as innervated as the clitoris itself it's just not as heavily innervated as the clitoris so that could be a reason why another reason why is that um sex and penetration could be uncomfortable especially if your partner's too large especially if you're not wet enough um if you're dry if you're not large if you're just and uncomfortable in general like there's a new person and they're going inside of you that whole like process can be like you know a shocking. <laughs> shocking whereas um clitoral stimulation isn't as i mean obviously it depends on the person what's as invasive or not but literally speaking it isn't as invasive as penetration. So there's a little more comfortable comfort to it.
0: Last question to kind of send us off. Are we able to tell if a man has a decent size? Well, decent is relative, but are we able to tell size by hand size or feet size? There's a myth out there that, you know, oh, the bigger the shoe, ah, the bigger the sock, whatever. Right. But people always joke around about how if you have larger feet or if you have bigger hands and I personally know a lot of girls that go out into the dating scene and if a guy has small hands it's not you know turn off look away onto the next so are we able to tell is there a correlation if they have larger feet larger than normal is that indicative of a larger penis
5: so the size of the size height uh in general the person doesn't tell you much about their penis taller people don't necessarily have bigger penises than shorter people the size of your penis really is just genetic what like from your father's genes and, you know that part of it also has to do with your health you know whether or not you have good blood flow whether or not you're healthy and whatever there's also a hormonal component to it I, I read a lot about the idea that if like a certain finger is longer than a certain finger then um that means that your penis is like bigger or smaller and what i read about that was that um that that had to do with the testosterone you're exposed to and while you were in your mother's womb controls you know how long bones can grow or how long like your are not long bones but your fingers and stuff like that and that could have had an impact on your penis but your mother's testosterone in the womb isn't going to control how big your penis is for the rest of your life obviously so it's not really so in short no
1: interesting wait i have a it's a secondary question what if anything, do we know like why micropenises occur or like something like that <laughs> yes, happens? No about <laughs> I've seen
3: a micropenis I, and it I just, was you rang a bell in my head. Also, yeah, the, last I, time
0: I, the, the last time I saw a micropenis was Howard Stern when he did the micropenis contest. Do you guys remember this? So no, no. Howard yeah. Stern, big radio guy before he was on America's Got Talent, he did this micropenis contest where basically the guy with the smallest, smallest micropenis-, micro-penis. Yeah. And I I mean, don't encourage you to look at it. Or if you do look it up, Howard Stern micropenis contest. It was a thing. Everyone talked about it, but that's the last time I saw a micropenis. So I'm not sure
5: about how they happen. I'm sure it's genetic, but a micropenis is something that I, and I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I believe it's less than two inches while erect is considered a micropenis. And I'm sure there's just a heavy genetic component to it. At that you know, point, you can, it looks like yeah. a clue Would
1: it would it be like at all? Okay. Like if you had a micropenis, could you be like less, um, I don't know how, like var- I there, I don't know what the word, word is. Like, are you more sterile? Like, are you have less chances of like impregnating? Producing. Yeah. Yeah. Child. Like, or would that have nothing to do with it? Because it's unrelated to like the semen you can make.
5: Well, it depends why you have a micropenis. What controls a bunch of the growth is you going through puberty, and if there's something dysregulating puberty, making it so that you don't go through puberty, or maybe you have too much estrogen, and it, or you you know there's there's different um, there's different syndromes like Klein filters, stuff like that, or uh, more androgynous hormonally. If it's messing up with the growth of your penis, I don't see why it wouldn't mess with your ability to produce sperm but I wouldn't make the assumption that everybody with a micropenis is, is infertile. I don't think- Right, because
0: it. if you,
1: it's genetic, then obviously it would have to be.
5: Interesting. So, There's something hormonally messed with puberty.
0: Clarifying question. So you mentioned if it's preventing you from going through puberty, this might sound really stupid to you, but <laughs> is a micropenis a penis that just didn't go through puberty or are, are kids born with like micro- micro penises and then they go through puberty and it's only micro am I making sense like are all penises normal and then you hit puberty and then you know most guys will go and grow a penis and then the rest of them get micro penises am I making sense I don't know no. okay
5: I'm, I'm not sure about the origin of the micro penis to
0: be honest gotcha okay okay so we're like asking questions and he's like I don't know guys he's like, he's like I'm trying go a your Neurologist, Neuro- Neurologist,
5: Neuro- <laughs> not a penis
3: studier <laughs>
0: It's like enough with the micro penis shit. I don't
5: know. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. I mean, I'll, I'll look into it and I'll read about it. Like, I'm probably gonna make a video about it eventually. Ooh, about micro
3: that. penis? Oh, we'll stay. Make sure you tag us. Yeah, give us a shout out. <laughs> One time, you I tried a... to like give a micro penis a hand job and I literally was like this. <laughs> <laughs> like with
5: two the, two fingers. Have you guys seen the guy on TikTok that's like so creamy? a yeah, guy so that's creamy. like he just like looks at the cake and he's just like, oh, that's so creamy, or like whatever. You never seen him? No, no I don't think so i made a video today um talking about what the cream is and talking about discharge for guys because i'm trying to i'm trying to sleep in my main issue is that whenever i'm so wary when i'm talking about women's health and because right. i get a lot of backlash from women um just being like you have no right to talk about this because you're a man stuff like that so oh, no wow. I'm a,
3: i would be like i'm a doctor ladies there's a lot of um gynos that i follow like women women and men gynos that i follow on TikTok as well. Like you should like have them. You guys should do like a partnership together or something. Yeah, so
1: weird. I with this last episode we did with. Anna, and like, I would never, ever dream of telling someone that has studied health that they have no right to tell me anything about health. I
3: literally told you I was looking what? rocks in a class <laughs> for science. <laughs> like, yeah. I know nothing about science. A bit
5: of controversy recently, because I made a video talking about what would you do if your condom breaks? And in it, I talk about plan B. And I received right, over right. 20 comments of women talking about uh, saying that um, plan B doesn't work if you're over a certain weight and asking about, asking about it and asking about options. So I followed up that video talking about if you're over a certain weight, um, plan B might, might, or might not work for you as well. That video, I must have read like for six hours, just doing research on it. Cause it was so interesting. And I just wanted to really understand it. And I've been receiving so much hate for making that when I only made it because so many women asked for, it, uh, saying that, um, like I'm being like body
1: shaming
2: or Body something? shaming
5: oh my or and like not to trust me when I never said it doesn't work. I'm just saying it these might Gen there's data to suggest it might work less for you.
1: Do you ever I mean, like I, post your sources like, hey, just so, get mad at the peer-reviewed medical journal, not me who's
0: just referencing
5: it? Sometimes I'll post it in the comments.
0: Okay. <laughs> I saw I saw both of those videos actually now that you mention it. I don't know. I think a lot of times these platforms bring a lot of good because you're able to reach so many people that, like you mentioned at the beginning of our uh, episode, either don't have the resources or don't have the knowledge or whatever, you know, to educate themselves. And in your case, it's a male demographic, right? But they also have the tendency to sometimes bring the bad, right? Which is oversensitive people. And a lot of times also people that maybe like you mentioned, you're making a response to a video where there was genuine concern from a demographic. They were asking, Hey, like we want to know what should we do? Because in you know previous experiences, or I've heard that, you know, it doesn't work for people over a certain way. Right. So, so you're trying to help, but you have, you have a negative backlash. So it, it kind of sucks, but it's noble what you're doing. I think that you're kind of a trailblazer in a sense. You're, Reaching men that otherwise, or young boys, young men that maybe don't want to ask mom or dad, maybe don't have mom and dad to ask, and so we appreciate you for that. Um, even Jocelyn made a great point. I didn't know. I thought men. I thought the urologist was the like male counterpart for a gynecologist, and I just yeah, found out that's here, not educating the case.
1: Twenty six year old.
0: I found out I, that's not
1: the It was today, like I don't know so, who you
3: go to, but I know I have my assigned yeah, person.
5: So, so figure out your shit where right. I get a comment of somebody saying that they'd rather hear about it from a woman, which I completely understand that perspective. I um I tag my girlfriend who's um Chris May on TikTok and she does basically the opposite of me. She's all women, all periods, health back. All we should
1: have
0: her on too. Oh my we God. we should! So oh my cute. God. We'd love to What a to medical have her. power couple. We right? yeah, this is
5: fantastic. We love we it. We can, we can do that together. Why not?
0: Yes. Let's do that. And we'll have a whole set of questions for her. Do part two. Yes. We'll do a part two. Today was primarily male focused. I know we dipped our toes a little bit into the female uh, genre. Of course, we're all girls, so it's only natural. Carlos, again, we want to thank you. This week, I'm cheersing to my
1: last weekend. I had a couple friends come up that I haven't seen in a little bit. And uh, my best friend brought her baby. And I haven't seen him awake in a long time because I always show up to her house past his bedtime. So um, I'm cheersing to him being the best form of birth control because after a Saturday with a toddler, you learn that um, you will do anything and everything to prevent pregnancy when you're not ready for it. So I love you little man, um, but you're gonna have to wait on cousins for me. So cheers to you, cheers to your mom, cheers to her mental health um, and cheers to her father who's actually a third year medical student as well. So I, I kind of hear some of your pains from her pains as, as his wife. <laughs>
3: I'm going to cheers to getting my final dose of the Pfizer vaccine because only bad bitches get Pfizer. And yeah, that's where we're at, kids. Go get vaccinated. Help us get out of this pandemic so we can move on with our lives.
2: Cheers. I'm going to cheers to sexual health and getting educated. Guys and girls, find out what works for you in the bedroom. It's not all about just sticking it in, kids, anymore. You got to do some rubbing. You got to ask some questions, but make sure you both are having a great safe time and use to condoms. sexual health and use protection and consent. Oh, hell yeah, and consent too. That's very important. <laughs> That's number
4: one. I'm cheersing to family. I have relatives visiting from Venezuela right now. So the house is jam-packed with people, but it's been really fun. I haven't seen them in a couple years. So cheers to some new
0: memories. I'm going to cheers to all the men out there that are taking the time to educate other men, whether you're a father and you're educating your son, or you're an uncle educating a nephew, or a teacher educating a student. You know, education, we would be nowhere without education. So cheers to that. And Carlos?
5: I'm going to cheers to all of the young men that aren't competitive, that don't feel adequate, that aren't receiving any sort of Um, acknowledgement because they aren't in sports or aren't attractive to women or don't feel attractive. Um, I hope you know that you have value and there's more value than what's being congratulated. And there will be someone that will recognize your value but it won't happen until you recognize your own.
0: thank you so much for that. That yeah. was so, so, awesome. sweet. so beautiful. <laughs> that was so so sweet. beautiful. <laughs> thank you so much, Carlos. Well, without further ado, uh, we want to thank our special guest, Carlos. Today, we want to thank all our listeners. Thank you so much for listening, gossipers, to another episode of Gossipin, the podcast where we gossip. While we sip, please be sure to show us some love and make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gossipin Podcast. Please also make sure to follow our guests today on TikTok at Carlos Explains and Chris May. Make sure to follow his Discord link as well. And tune in every Wednesday at noon for a brand new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, and Stitcher. We'll see you next week and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.